time for another Prep Zone Report. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson, and joining me is a very festive Stu Pospisil today. Hey, good to see you. Ho, ho, ho. Got that. Go Cubs in 2021. (laughs) I like that hat you got going, and we're in the season of holiday tournaments. Um, But first, we should uh, recap a few few news notes, Um, first of which the NSAA continuing their attendance restrictions, extending non-household members cannot attend until January 4th at the earliest. So that does cover those holiday tournaments. It, it certainly does. You know, I, again, I, I've seen some feedback on Twitter, you know, allowing the grandparents. I thought that's who we're supposed to be protecting. And there's no, they can be from outside the household. So grandma and grandpa could come down from South Dakota or in from Colorado and they'd be allowed to see the games. So I don't know, I don't know quite what they're, Reasoning is uh, they kind of did the same thing during state basketball for the boys last year. They allowed the grandparents in when, you know, everybody was saying you got to protect the, you know, those 65 and older. So it is what it is. And they'll stay that way through the holiday tourneys. It's better than having no fans. And it's better than, than some of these uh, experts that, uh, wanted to shut everything down. I'm, I'm glad that the Lincoln schools were taping this on Thursday. Uh, they're back into the flow tonight um, and tomorrow night and, uh, with the um, Lincoln Public Schools. And it's, it's high time. And I don't think the three-week shutdown was necessary. Definitely, definitely. Very good to get Lincoln back in action. Um, and speaking of, uh, unfortunately, on an unfortunate note, being out of action. Yesterday, the Omaha Bryan girls team canceled the remainder of its season. Um, Mike Patterson was able to get in touch with their athletic director. And man, the, the, the notes, the anecdotes from this athletic director, you need five to start a game and we are under that number. It's just, it, it goes to show the difficulty of this season and that for a lot of these teams, just being able to play games should be looked at as a successful season. Well, I think it also shows that that some team, some programs in OPS have had issues before, and this year is just uh, accentuating it. You know, I worry in two years when they open up the new Northwest High School and the one at 60th and L, some of the existing programs, you know, I'm thinking South and Brand football, uh, especially you're going to spin off a, a uh, third team from those two schools, it's going to be tough to find enough players to spread around to make them even, you know, semi-legit on the field. And that, that, it's a sad fact, but I've been pointing this out for three years. And to OPS, it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm having a fall on deaf ears. I think it's serious. I think um, – you know, Brian's girls programs, there's a lot of OPS girls programs that barely can get enough girls out in, in certain sports, soccer, for instance, in some areas, basketball, certainly with, with Brian. And this was not just an uh, issue this year. It's, it's been dicey down there uh, for a long time. And it's sad because Brian 
was the first OPS high school to win a girls basketball state title back in 81 with Willie Marshall as coach, uh, Rita Ramsey and, and that bunch down there, you didn't want to mess with them. Some boys teams wouldn't want to mess with them. They were that good. And then there was another resurgence in the nineties with Rashia Bristol, who later on tried to, to resuscitate her alma mater's program and, you know, more state title. Another one came Brian's way. And um, unfortunately it's just, it's dried up down there. It'll be interesting to see what happens in a few years. Um, our other note this week, yesterday was signing day or the start of the early signing period. And it was a relatively quiet, uh, drama-free day outside of uh, Avante Dickerson at Westside. Um, he's choosing to wait to sign. You went, you went to Westside yesterday. What was their ceremony like? Well, they had a table set for four and only three were sitting there. So, uh, you know, immediately it confirmed the rumors that have been going on the internet. Uh, you know, the past couple of days, at least, that Avante wasn't ready to sign. And, you know, more power to him. I mean, this is only the second year that we've had December signing period. And, you know, with COVID, you haven't been able to visit places. The coaches haven't been able to get out and see the way they had. You know, we're, it's like what we're doing here, it's on Zoom. And he didn't feel comfortable. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Brett Freund says that, he still like uh, this is Avante. Still likes, still loves Minnesota, but I think he wants to have a look see to make sure. And we've got a February signing date. You know, again, the NCAA. I don't know if it's good or not to shove the signing day so far up. And this year, especially, you've got teams that are trying to prepare for conference championship games or crossover week or whatever game you're calling Saturday and Friday nights. You've got this in the middle. I mean, this is not an easy week to be a college football coach. And, yes, it's a hopefully a one-time thing. But I don't – I'm not a real big fan of December signings. Yeah. And and this year especially, kids are committing sight unseen. You, you had Scott Frost note it yesterday. I've, I've got guys in this class I haven't been in the same room with. Um, so it makes it tough on the kids, makes it tough on the coaches. Well, imagine the transfer portal in the next two years, because I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of people find out both from the coaching staff and from the player that hey, maybe this wasn't such a good fit. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We've got full signing day coverage on anyprepzone.com, and if you're looking for the Husker football coverage, we've got that as well on omaha.com/signingday. Um, let's get to our topic of the week. Next week is the Metro Conference Holiday Tournament, and we've had the brackets released for those. No huge surprises in seedings, I don't think. The number one seed for the boys, Millard North, and the number one seed for the girls, Millard South. Yeah, I it, it pretty much went according, at least on the boys' side, to my preseason ratings. Um, and Honestly, the top five teams, none of them have lost yet. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But after Miller North, you go Bellevue West, Prep, Central, and Papio South. And Papio South plays Central tomorrow night. Um, and they very well could meet in the uh, quarterfinals again of Metro. Um, you know, on the, um, the girls' side, let me scroll down to see the 
the pairings that, um, you know, Millard uh, South is the number one seed. Central's number two, maybe a little bit of a surprise. Um, but Mike Patterson, I think that was the second-ranked team from the Metro that he had in the preseason. Uh, Gretna's three, Papio South four. And Burke, another team on the rise, is number five. So, um, you know, it's going to be different, Jake. Um, through the quarterfinals, they're going to be playing at home sites because of COVID and, and with the attendance restrictions, there's no need actually be financially irresponsible to, to try and rent an arena to, to play games where you're going to have 50, 60 people in at the most. Yeah. And I, and I think it'll be a, a nice change up for the tournament to have it at home sites. It's be it's a first fun. time for sure. We've, yeah, we've, it's, it's, it's fun for the kids to, you know, when, when we're talking about state tournaments, it's fun for football to be at Memorial Stadium. It's fun for basketball to be at Pinnacle Bank and Devaney. It's fun for the Metro tournament to be at Ralston Arena um, or when they've had it at Baxter. Give them a chance to play in different spots. But for these early rounds, the, the nice intimate setting of a home gym, I think will be a, a, a fun, unique change, hopefully only for one year. Um, because it is nice for nice for those kids for the experience and also for the fans, um, but I like I like the home gym. It, it, it'll be a one time thing, I think, and you know next year, you know I I think they're going to be looking at trying to go to Baxter Arena, and honestly this year Baxter, you know with the with the uh, NCHC hockey pod for three weeks, they probably need a little bit of a break, and they've got. Um, UNO playing North Dakota in hockey on uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So there'd be a short window in there for the Metro this year. Um, I think you'll see the 21-22 the tourney uh, in Baxter. So people can check out the full schedule for the Metro Holiday Tournament on anyprepzone.com. I figured we'd kind of highlight some uh, some matchups to watch. Um what was what matchup stood out to you as one to watch on that on December twenty second that Tuesday? Well, the eight nine game is uh, a Papio team that's one and three with losses to one two and three, uh, hosting Gretna, and Gretna is um, uh, they return no starters and and yet uh, uh, Brad Feek and, and company on the coaching staff there have them right in the middle of the pack again. That that would be probably the one I would look at uh, the most of of um, the first rounders. You know, the, let's say all the top seeds win the, the December 29th games would then be uh, Papillion La Vista going to Miller North. Just saw that game last week uh, where Papio uh, made 10 threes to keep it competitive for three and a half quarters. Uh, Papio South would go back to Central. Um, Westside would go to prep. Uh, again, if that was a normal year, you'd have probably, you know, pretty good uh, turnout in prep's gym for that. And then uh, Millard West going to Bellevue West. And Millard West showed a little spunk holding uh, prep down in a 42-40 loss last week. Um, so the Wildcats are 3-1. and one. And then uh, the semifinals and the finals will be at prep. Um, uh, the semis will be evening on the 30th, and the finals 2:45 on New Year's Eve day. Who, which, which one of those lower seeds um, 
do you think could go on a run kind of upset the apple cart there? I mean, you noted it. We've got our, our top seeds all still undefeated. Who's Who do you think could pull the upset? Honestly, no one. <laughs> I, I I think I think it's a I think it's a chalk into the quarterfinals. Uh, you know, Gretna perhaps, but I Papain La Vista was sitting eighth in the preseason rankings. We'll re-rank uh, at the start of next week. Uh, my ratings will be out on Monday, and and Mike Patterson's girls on Tuesday. Um, you know, maybe Millard South over Millard West. Um, if Millard South uh, got hot, um, Millard West is a tough place to play. Um, uh, so that's, that's always going to be a grudge match. You know, I, I think that's about it. And, it, you know, I think in the, the quarterfinals, you could have Westside um, give Prep a good game, Papio South Central. I think the rematch will be good regardless of what happens. And, you know, Millard North and, and Papio um, – with Papio going to Miller North, uh, Papio loses that that home court advantage it had last week, and I, Miller North is still a tough place to play because you're shooting against two different backgrounds. If people haven't gone out and seen Miller North, and unfortunately we won't be able to likely this year, uh, one wall is white and the other uh, wall on the other end is a brick wall. So you got two contrasting uh, – Ends. It's almost like a, a smaller town gym where you have a stage on one end and, and a wall on the other. But, uh, yeah, Miller North's always been a tough place for opponents to shoot. Which, which matchups or matchup do you, will you be at on Tuesday? I'm just going to probably do a roundup and watch from, uh, from home. I'm, I'm sure most of these will be uh, streamed uh, by the schools. So, yeah, I'm not uh, – I'm not too worked up about the first round, um, you know, the quarterfinals and on. Uh, we got a busy weekend ahead too, uh, Jake. We start tonight, uh, which is Thursday the uh, 17th. Number one in C1, Auburn, with a long winning streak. Uh, and number one in D1, Humphrey, Lindsay, Holy Family. They're playing at Fremont High tonight at 730. Great matchup there. Um, a lot of talent, returning talent, two- and three-year starters uh, on both sides. Should be a fun game. Tomorrow night, as I've alluded to, Papio South goes to Central. Uh, both teams undefeated. Papio South's got the high. Central's got the guards. Uh, we'll see what style prevails there. And then Saturday, it's the Heartland Hoops Holiday Classic at Hastings College. First time that uh, the organizers of the Heartland Hoops Classic are uh, expanding into a December uh, arena tourney uh, setting. Uh, good matchups there are Waverly and Kearney Catholic, both highly ranked in their classes. And Omaha Scott takes on um, Grand Island Central Catholic. And that matchup, both of those schools have beaten Class A North Platte already. And, and North Platte had uh, you know, some decent expectations this year. So that's a good, good matchup for um, those two teams. And Kind of a good way to uh, for me to see some uh, out of Omaha teams before the new year. Yeah, that'll be a good weekend. And that Tuesday with streaming sounds like a good day for the work from home crowd. Um, real quick, the the girls' schedule. Uh, fortunately, we don't have PAT, our girls' basketball expert, to break it down for us. Um, but he, that he's first, still on ice right now. <laughs> that that first round schedule on Monday. 
you have Omaha South and Omaha North in the play-in game, and then they'll play the number one seed Patriots. Um, then that other Monday game, Omaha Bryan, Omaha Northwest. Well, that's that winner, Yeah, that that winner will. Oh, yep. Uh, no matchup for the Bears. North, Northwest goes on to play Central on on Tuesday. <coughs> yep. Excuse me. And the matchups I like there: Papio going to um, uh, Benson. Uh, Benson's uh, girls look like uh, they've got some potential this year. Um, you've got uh, number nine Bellevue West uh, going to Omaha Marion. I, I think that's a um, good matchup. Another interesting one, I think, even with the uh, storm at number 12, Elkhorn South going to Burke. Um, you know, any team that's got Riley Gray on it is going to be competitive. Um, I think Elkhorn South's got to get probably better guard play. Um, and then, uh, you know, it, you, you take a look at uh, the girls. It, it just seems odd that Elkhorn South's the 12th seed, Westside's the 13th, and Millard West is the 14th. It, uh, you know, it, it, it's a reloading or rebuilding year for those schools, and there's other schools like uh, Central Burke, um, Benson, they're moving up. Gretna, um, a strong number three, plays Millard West. I mean, normally that would probably be a, a quarterfinal matchup. Yeah, the, the girls' bracket will also be uh, an interesting one to watch. Great matchups there. And just as the same as the boys' uh, boys bracket, sets up for some intriguing potential semifinal championship matches. Um, so we'll be, we'll be watching that next week. And we'll look forward to your coverage of the holiday tournament and the action this weekend. Sounds good. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111.